G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Often the biggest thing that keeps us from drawing close to God is the fear of condemnation. He's perfect and I'm not, so I'm in trouble. Makes sense. But fortunately, God's grace isn't logical. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at the grace of God from a different perspective. And do stick with me, because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet, Promises You Can Depend On. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you lay hold of the powerful promises that God has for your life. The biggest fear I ever had of getting close to God was the fear of judgment and condemnation. I didn't understand what holy meant, but I understood that if God was God then he was holy and he was good and he was perfect and, well, I wasn't. And so the only logical thing for God to do, if I let him get close to me, was to judge me. I could just hear him. Well, now, let's have a look at your ledger. Hmm, no, you're not worthy. No, you're not good enough. No, go over there and sit in the corner. That would be logical. It'd be fair too. But fortunately, fortunately God's grace isn't logical and his mercy isn't fair. Maybe that's why they call it the good news. It's a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? Because when we look in the mirror, we know that there are things that we're doing wrong. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit and a holy God, well, holiness means that God's perfect. That's why this week we're having a look at the Holy Spirit and me. Who or what is the Holy Spirit? And if I'm meant to get close to God, which I am and you are, how do we do that when God and his Spirit is holy perfect. And I'm not. And you're not. The Holy Spirit is the most misunderstood of the three persons who are God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I guess that's because we can understand Dad, we can understand Jesus the Son, but we don't have a picture in our heads about this Holy Spirit. And earlier this week, we saw that it was an amazing part of God's plan for us to have a really close intimacy with God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and God's desire to take our life, which is sometimes a desert, and to bring it to life, to put rivers of living water through it, to to fill it with peace and joy and, and, and life. That's what God's plan is. And it comes to life in us and through us, through his Spirit, his Holy Spirit. But, well, me? I look at God and, and I'm just not up to it. Now, some people these days would laugh at that. Come on, Bernie. We're all good enough. If it feels good, do it. You know, we eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Let's just get on with it. But get those people in a quiet, honest moment and that sense of deep inadequacy, of failure, of emptiness, of of uncertainty. It's out there in plague proportions. And that very need is so often the thing that keeps us from drawing close to God, from seeking him out and having an intimate, real relationship with him 
through the Holy Spirit, whom over the last couple of days on the program we've seen that God promises us, if we believe in Jesus, if we give our lives over to him, if we love him and obey him, he wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit. He wants to come and make his home in us through the Holy Spirit. This problem of us being imperfect and God being perfect is something the Apostle Paul writes about. If you have a Bible, you can check it out later in Romans chapter 7 and 8. He writes something along these lines. He says, you know what my problem is? I know what's good and I know what's bad. And I want to do what's good. But the problem is that I can want to do what's good, but I just can't do it. In fact, this is how it works for me. Whenever I want to do good, evil is right here with me. There's nothing good in me, says Paul. Nothing. I'm so wretched and pitiful. Who'll save me? Thank God Jesus will. In fact, he writes, there's no condemnation for those who believe in Jesus. None. Because in Jesus, God did something that rules and regulations can't do. He did away with sin because Jesus paid the price with his own body on the cross. And now, now that struggle between good and evil isn't my problem anymore because Jesus set me free from that. So here's the choice that I have. If I set my heart and my mind on things that are wrong, that's where I'll end up, an enemy of God. But if I set my heart and mind on the things of God, on the things of his spirit, that's where I'll end up, with abundant life. It's not a self-help program anymore. If I draw close to the Holy Spirit, he's the one that changes me. He's the one who brings life to my otherwise dead body. He's the one that makes the freedom that Jesus bought for me on the cross a reality here and now in my life today. Isn't that great? Paul's coming to a realisation. I mean, here's a man. God gets him to write almost half the books in the New Testament. He has the same problem that you and I do. He knows what's good. He'd love to do it. He just can't. And that's our problem. The self-help program doesn't work. We can peddle and struggle and try, but ultimately we can't change ourselves. Paul is saying here, you know something? I finally figured it out. Even though I made mistakes, even though I continue to make mistakes, I believe in Jesus, and Jesus is my salvation, and Jesus is the one through whom God forgives me. And because of Jesus dying on the cross and rising again, you know something? I go to God and there's no condemnation because Jesus paid the price for me. Now I have a choice to live. Now I can do one of two things. I can either set my mind and my heart on things that are wrong or set my mind and my heart on the Holy Spirit. And you know something? When I set my mind and my heart on the Holy Spirit, he changes me. From the inside out, he changes me. And that's been my experience. I I get so much joy from God, so much peace, so much life, so much enthusiasm, so much strength. So much power that that I can't conjure up on my own. Power to be humble. Power to be honest. Power to be decent. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. And I never will be until that day when I stand before God. But God is busy changing me from the inside out. And that's the way it works. And you know the days when I really, really make a mess of it? They're the days when I haven't set my heart on him. They're the days when I haven't stopped and rested and just prayed and spent some time his word in the morning and set my heart and my focus for the day on him. Come on. God wants to change us. God wants to give us power and life through his spirit. And the message of the Bible is that it is not a self-help program. It's about setting our hearts and our minds 
on the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, spending that time with Him in the mornings, walking with Him during the day, worshipping God, making melodies in our hearts to Him, thanking Him, turning to Him in every circumstances, every step, every situation, every struggle, every victory, He changes us. He heals us from the inside out instead of us trying to change ourselves from the outside in. But not only does he change us, he imparts God's forgiveness into our spirits so that we know that we know that we know that we're forgiven. This is what Paul writes in the same chapter that we just read of Romans. We who are led by the Spirit of God are God's kids. And God didn't give us a spirit of slavery so that we'd fall back into fear, but he gave us a spirit of adoption so that we can cry out, My God, my Dad. That's the very Spirit of God bearing witness in our spirits that we're his kids. Father, it is hard sometimes for us to accept your forgiveness and to know it. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would pour your spirit into us right now, that you would witness your love to us through your spirit. Lord, that you would open our hearts and blow us away with your awesome wonder and joy and power through your Holy Spirit. Father, I ask it in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit in our lives is so powerful. He is the one who empowers us to become all that God created us to be, to walk in the promises that God's made into our lives. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet. It's called Promises You Can Depend On. And with the life application questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to really apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. Because God's Word is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will help you lay hold of the powerful promises of God through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.